Hello everyone, and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about mental blocks. Now, we all have them. We all have those moments where we suddenly realize that at that particular moment, we aren't getting anywhere. And it can be quite a scary experience. One of the worst things about mental blocks is that feeling of disconnection. You suddenly become aware that you're experiencing something which nobody else seems to be. It's like being in a glass box and you're aware that perhaps your progress isn't quick or there's something there which is just facing a wall. You can see that wall, you can't touch it, but it's something which seems to be impenetrable. Impenetrable because it's impossible to pass it. It's impossible to enter. There's just something there. Now, someone asked me the other day, they said, Teacher Joseph, uh, I suppose you don't have mental blocks because you're a teacher and you see other people learning. So does that mean that you, you don't have those? And I said, well, of course I do. Of course I have those mental blocks. Perhaps now it's easier for me to deal with them than in the past, but I still have them. I think the secret is knowing what to do with them. And the other person looked kind of puzzled and he said, oh, I was sure with your knowledge and experience that maybe you didn't have mental blocks. And I told him, no, mental blocks is that they are perfectly normal things to have. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And they're not dependent on age or experience of life. We all have them, especially those who are perhaps a little bit more sensitive or less egotistical. Some people just push through them. They ignore them and they think, okay, I'm going to push until I get through this block, which might work for others, but the rest of us just freeze. We just stop. And that moment of having that mental block can be a very isolated, lonely, desolate feeling of dread where you think, oh, you know, this, this thing just isn't working. It's more than self-doubt because it's so real. And I would ask any of you to say, that perhaps you've never had this in the past. Yeah, I think you all can relate to that, that moment where you just meet that wall and you just don't know what to do about it. I actually meet people in teaching fairly regularly who meet this wall. And uh, it's very interesting and hearing how other people deal with it or define it can be fascinating. 
There was one boy last week who came to me and he told me that he had this mental block and he wasn't sure how to deal with it. And I asked him, I said, well, what, what do you think causes it? And he mentioned that he thought it was something more supernatural related to demons or a spiritual thing. And I said, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, maybe you should go and talk to your religious leader about that because as a teacher, I can help you understand more about the wall. But if you really are framing this into some kind of uh, obstacle where you think someone is giving you the evil eye or it's something created by a religious process, then you should go and talk to your religious leader. There's no point coming to me with that. And he seemed quite shocked. But we all define these walls in different ways. It is certainly true that these mental blocks, we put them up. They come from somewhere deep within us. They come from some kind of a place which assures us that we can't continue. It's a bit like, do you remember these reality TV shows where someone was blindfolded walking through a maze and they had to fight demons without seeing them? We had one of these on UK TV called Nightmare. We had another called the Crystal Maze where you had to go through a series of obstacles to try to find the crystal. It's something like this. But how do we overcome them? Well, I think for me anyway, the first step is realizing that I created it. It's my own fears and insecurities that put the wall up. And therefore, I can take the wall down. When these things come up, the, these feelings of great self-doubt, and we, we meet that wall which we can't seem to pass through, it's usually because our mind is afraid or doesn't want to continue because there's something there which is challenging maybe a previously held belief. All of us have issues with the word learning. Now, when I was at school, I really didn't particularly like it. It seemed to me that the teacher's job was to punish people, not to educate them, because they were looking for evidence, even the smallest piece of evidence, that somehow or other the student would fail. And they wanted to catch you failing and then punish you physically either with a belt or a cane or with their hands. Physical punishment in school was, was not removed in the UK until 1980. So that gives you an idea of how my generation was educated. It was through fear. So we often receive these barriers and we shouldn't fear them. They're actually gifts to us. They're just telling us, be careful. Because either you think you're not worthy of going forward, 
or you're getting memories of what the word learning should look like. Oh, this is too easy. Where's the, the physical punishments? Or perhaps your mind is telling you that uh, just at the moment you should be careful. You're waiting for the fall. There's other reasons, of course, why we have uh, these barriers. It could just be because of exhaustion, especially if you feel some sense of stress with it. Your body could be telling you just to slow down. Lack of sleep, poor nutrition, maybe side effects of medication. Procrastination is a big one as well. If you're doing something and moving forward quickly, maybe your mind is saying, well, uh, it's time for you to slow down, otherwise you're going to get anxious. A cluttered work environment or a cluttered family environment can have the very same effect. Imposter syndrome is something which professionals say is a feeling that you're inadequate or somehow incapable, and that also can cause blocks. Perfectionism, of course, and the last one, pessimism, which is that negative outlook which tells you that you can't do something. The first thing I do when I have a mental block is to realize that I've put it there. Okay, so it's not from some outside source. It's, you know, many people say uh, that it's one of the things from the list that I've just mentioned. Um, I, I don't really believe that. I think most things just come from us. We, we have feelings, you know, we're not robots. And I don't think it's always healthy to look for reasons as to why you have a mental block. But just to acknowledge that it's there for whatever reason. And then the second thing I do is just walk away. I don't challenge it. I don't think about it. I don't let it take control. And I don't give it more power. I just say, okay, it's there. So I'm going to turn away for a day, maybe a week, and come back to this. Because that block is telling me that perhaps things are going too fast, Perhaps there's something that I need to be aware of, uh, or maybe it's just my own insecurities, all of which is perfectly fine. So I'm just going to take a break and leave it. Come back to it in a few hours, a few days maybe, depending on what it is. But I'll just walk away for a while and come back to it later. The other thing I do when I... I'm faced with this mental block is to control the voices that's coming with it because that wall for me personally anyway creates a feeling of great isolation nobody else can feel that block except you you can maybe talk to other learners about it but it's like being ill no one goes through it except you it's one of the most frightening experiences to be completely disconnected from what you're trying to achieve. When you talk to a teacher about it, you can talk to other people about it. It doesn't matter 
because they're not in your shoes. They can't get inside your mind, but maybe they could share with you mental blocks that they've had. Over the years, I've tried to challenge mental blocks. Egotistically, I've tried to knock them down, just keep studying until I feel better. But I've just found that it kind of defeats the purpose because it builds up my ego. It doesn't really help me in learning. So as soon as I sense it, I just walk away. It's like meeting someone who's in a bad mood. You just think to yourself, mm, maybe I'll come back later when things are different. It's like walking out in a thunderstorm. You think, mm, maybe I'll just go home and wait till the rain goes off. Or when you go to lift your cat and your cat runs away or hisses at you and you think, mm, maybe I'll just leave this for the moment rather than try to make a bad situation worse. So walking away, uh, controlling the chatter is the second thing that I do. Really important to quieten your mind. That can be through meditation, but I don't challenge the wall or try to talk to it. I just shut down the voices which are saying, stop, no good, bad, don't go forward. And I just walk away from the wall. You know, I think it was Albert Einstein who said that a problem can never be solved on the same platform that it came from, okay? So that means that when these mental blocks come, in whatever shape or form they take, you shouldn't try to fight them. It's like, you know, if an enemy walks into your space, you don't go head to head and try and battle with them. One of you has to take the higher road and simply walk away and say, I'm not going to fight you. Now, that can be quite hard when you're faced with a deadline. And unfortunately, throughout the centuries, this has been the problem with creative people. The world generally doesn't allow us space to be creative. It wants things put in a box. And so if your language learning is uh, attached to a particular deadline, I agree that this approach might not work for you, but I still think forcing yourself to do something when you're not in the mood for it is one of the worst things that you could ever possibly do. So it's very important that you just keep that in your mind. If you do have a mental block today, my advice to you is just turn around and walk away. Don't try to fight it. Don't try to battle your way through it. Mental blocks look differently for everyone. For me, it's a real feeling of a wall and a disconnection. For other people, it might be some feeling of self-doubt, especially if you're a perfectionist. And for other people, it might be some kind of pessimistic idea that things are never going to work out. But whatever form it takes, it's really important that you don't challenge it. 
leave it for a few hours, for a few days, and come back to it. If it slows down your learning process, if you're working towards a particular deadline, maybe going through a book or a self-created lesson plan, then change it, delay it, give yourself an extra week or a few days. I think that's the most effective way to deal with a mental block, not to go head to head with it, but just completely leave it. And then when you're calmer, when you're ready to face it with a new attitude, talk to someone about it, come to a teacher with it, and just slowly begin to restart again. And that's it for me. So I hope you found this helpful. Let's talk again soon. See you. Bye.